Hi, my name is Nicholas. I work as a web developer and I am a fan of the app Kai Podcast and the winner of Sublime Text Giveaway. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Paul Kemp, and it's my job to try and deliver to you the best guests that I can find from wherever they may be. And uh, today I have uncovered a, a terrific app. I think you should go and pause this podcast and go and quickly download it if you've got an Android device. It's uh, ScreenPay. And I've got the founder of ScreenPay, uh, Brian Nash. He's joining us. He's going to talk through his journey with ScreenPay and, and help us out as app developers. So, Brian, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about ScreenPay and your involvement and how you came up with the idea just in, you know, in the first few minutes of the show? Sure. So about a little bit over a year ago, I was on my device. And at the time, my son was uh, eight months old. And I was looking for something that could, could suck the photos uh, of my son locally to the lock screen of the phone. And I went searching through the Play Store and I couldn't really find anything. And then a couple of days later, I was in the elevator going up to uh, to my office. And in the elevators where I was, there had the Captivate networks playing where you can see news and information, uh, weather, et cetera, that's updated throughout the day. And I had my phone in my hand at the same time, too. I was wondering, it would be kind of interesting if that kind of information could be pushed to the lock screen of the phone. So started to do a little bit of research and um, I just reached out to the folks at Captivate, in fact, uh, because I had done business with them before in the past and asked them about licensing their content feed to be able to potentially push that to the lock screen. And unfortunately, they said that they did not license uh, their content feeds out. And hence, I had to then begin the research of A, going about uh, doing this from a content standpoint and making the content partnerships and secondarily from a technology standpoint, how we would go about building that. I love the fact that your idea came to you when you were in a lift or an elevator. That's uh, it. Just it shows us the apps to tribe that no matter where we are, if we're just thinking of solving problems, then uh, an idea can pop into our heads and we can just follow it through. Now, Brian, what were you doing before you came up with this idea? It sounds like you've you've got a really established network. Uh, perhaps you can give us a little bit of a flavor of what you were doing before um, you started working on ScreenPay. Sure. So for the past uh, eight years, I was running my own media and technology consulting company, uh, primarily working with uh, content owners or technology owners uh, and trying to, uh, to to work with their IP and find new revenue streams for that through content marketing deals, licensing deals, advertising, uh, and in some cases working for large distributors uh, going out and either acquiring content or acquiring technology. So, you know, I was basically an outsourced VP of biz dev for many different companies, everything from uh, from your startups to Fortune 500 companies like IAC, Travel Channel, um, and some of the large advertising agencies. So do you feel that that experience has really helped you then with uh, the new venture that you were getting involved with, with ScreenPay? Without a doubt. Having the uh, the knowledge and experience of working with advertisers and understanding what the advertiser's mindset is and, and what the advertisers are looking for in a digital solution 
uh, I think is a very, very important component. It's also allowed me to go into some of these ad agencies and brands and, you know, have very casual conversations with them because obviously until we build up some critical mass of users, um, the value to the advertisers is going to be, is going to be limited, but getting the background, getting their support has been a very, very important thing, uh, for us as we build up our, our user base and, and grow. Uh, and then in addition, my understanding and relationship with content companies, uh, has been valuable too, because, Ultimately, we know that, you know, you, you, we're already bombarded with, with enough advertising as is. And in order to differentiate ourselves from uh, other content companies that may be pushing content to the, to the lock screen or ads to the lock screen, we need to have as much variety as possible. So integrating with multiple different content partners is a, is a key, uh, you know, key component of uh, or will lead to our success. Yeah, so Brian, what I'm learning from that and trying to reiterate, I guess, to my audience, the Appster Tribe, is that it's always handy and useful when developing uh, your own app or your own idea to have something you've worked on previously, to have an established network, to basically know what you're doing. And that makes the whole journey perhaps that little bit easier because you can strike the deals where you need to and and have the experience and the people you can reach out to in your network. So that's what I've learned from what you've just told us there in terms of the importance of having a, an established network and doing something we know about without a doubt and also be you know with, with that established network you also cannot it's a, you cannot be afraid to go out to uh to the network and and you know accept their and be and accept their criticism and be open to their criticism because the only way that a product is going to get better and, and evolve is you know if you, if you can get as many people's perspective on the potential pitfalls uh, which, you know, you can then maybe you'd see saw, or maybe you didn't see, um, that then you can at least prepare for when they do eventually come. You know, you mentioned users and we've had a lot of chats about the importance of users. What sort of metrics are you focusing on given your, your, uh, I guess, focus on ads? Sure. So for, for us, um, the important metric is, is two important metrics are users as well as impressions. So uh, just just earlier this week, we went over uh, 10,000 downloads of our app to date. So that's an, a very, uh, very good milestone. And the average user that we're finding is unlocking their phone approximately 100 times per day. So we're looking at about, you know, half a million uh between half a million and, and 750,000 I'm sorry half a million 750,000 uh impressions per day that we are serving to our audience which is you know for a young companies quite quite a bit uh quite a bit of growth so I'm trying to think of who uh, your competition is and I, I'm guessing it's a lot of different ad networks would someone like Airpush be I think I think they're called Airpush they they push various ads to um I guess, to icons on your screen and, and other things. Uh, is that, would you say that they're competitors to yourself? No, I, I, the ad networks and real-time bidding exchanges and any of the, uh, you know, uh, native advertising content companies, they're, they're actually people who would be cooperative with us because we're looking for as much, uh, as, as many ads and content as possible to be able to offer variety to our user base. And the real estate that we're controlling on the lock screen is, uh, you know, at this point, the, what we have is, is proprietary in that, um, you know, we're, the way that we're serving the content to the lock screen, there, to the, the, there's nobody else that's doing it in the fashion that we are. And that's part of what we are, uh, our, our patent filing does cover. 
Oh, right. Okay. So you've got a patent uh, waiting. Um, an application, yes. Right. Okay. And uh, what what was that like? Because I know that uh, we have listeners who are, are now probably thinking about their idea and how important it is to lock in their idea and to monetize it and to, I guess, patent it. Uh, what, what was the process like? Or what is the process like for you to get a, a patent for your uh, lock screen idea? Well, it, it is it is a long road. Uh, uh, you do the application and it could be, you know, years before the patent itself could be granted. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth between uh, ourselves and the patent office for either further clarifications on things or things that they say, well, we're not going to count, you know, we, we can grant you maybe some of this, but not all of it. Um, you know, patents, it, it's important to know the patents are not something that should be looked at on as, as something that you use on the offensive against other companies. It's more for the, the you know, in defense of uh, of what it is that you that you've developed, and I think it's important going into it that there there are very 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 few companies that are out there able to monetize on their patent. Uh, it's a lot more important to use the patent as a defense against you know other companies that may try to enter your space. Right. Well, this is just really exciting. So I, I know uh, why you've chosen the Android uh, platform for your technology. I'm I'm guessing that uh, the guidelines won't permit that. Uh, sort of content behavior on, on uh, Apple's uh, iOS, and and so is that that that's pro- probably primarily why you've chosen Android. Uh, that's one of the many reasons. We've also chosen Android because uh, we believe the prospects for the business are uh, possibly even bigger internationally than it is here domestically in the U.S. And with that uh, being said, the dominance of the Android platform internationally. Um, you know, it allows us to really focus on one platform and be able to exploit that as best we can. Wonderful. And uh, again, you know, the the idea here is to inspire people to uh, run their own app businesses. Uh, I'm wondering how you uh, got this thing off the ground. Did you end up getting uh, angel money, venture capital money, or did you bootstrap the whole thing from your own funds? So I primarily bootstrapped it. Um, I did have one angel investor who put in a little bit of money, and we're currently raising our first round of institutional money. Well, that's fantastic. How's that? How's that like? What's that process <laughs> like? <laughs> that, that's a, that's a slug as well. It's a it's a very very interesting long process. Um, you know, the, you, one day you think it's going great, and the next day it could all fall apart, and vice versa. It could all seem like it's falling apart, and. Uh, you know, and then and then it all starts to come together. So you know, it's not for the, not for the faint at heart. You know, Brian, we have had uh, many a startup founder who said that when you start going through the uh, the fundraising, uh, that can actually distra- uh, distract you a little bit, or actually quite a lot, with regards to the uh, the the idea and the the moving forward. Because uh, you know, it just seems like f- fundraising is is quite a high effort and. Uh, is that the case for you? Do you feel like it's uh, perhaps distracting you a little bit from, uh, you know, your your main objective? Without a doubt. I mean, it's you know, it's a, it's it's a necessary evil. You need to do it, and it definitely does consume a lot of your time and energy. Um, you know, I'm lucky that uh, some of the other folks on my team uh, have been taking very good care of the product, and 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 even more importantly, I think that before we even started building the product. We mapped out very precisely what it is we wanted to do. I mean, you can have you can have all the ideas in the world and try to make your product, you know, the next uh, great rocket ship. 
but it, you don't start with a rocket ship. You got to start with the little pieces. And uh, you know, I think we've done a very, very good job of what what I call what I like to say is avoiding the shiny ball syndrome. In that, there's lots of little things that you can add on to the product that will make it a little bit sexier, but at the end of the day, it's going to distract you from the core of what your business is and what you need to focus on. And because we've had such, from a product standpoint, uh, you know, such narrow focus, we've been able to, uh, you know, not have to veer too much off course with fixes or things like that, and been able to allow me, from a time standpoint, to focus on the fundraising. You know, Brian, this is just again very inspirational because you. How long have you been going? Uh, in the app store when did you actually go live as an app on the android play store uh the beginning of june so the beginning of june okay so we've um we've only had a few months and already you've managed to attract ten thousand downloads and uh, to get those downloads did you end up doing a, a lot of paid advertising how did you sort of focus on your initial launch we actually didn't, haven't done that much uh, paid advertising we had some um some good uh reach out with some bloggers who uh, ha- who you know wrote some 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 uh, nice articles about us or uh, about the product, which then you, you know they 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 included a link to the, to the Play Store and then we were they were able to download people were downloading it from there. We've also built into the app a uh, uh, share with friends component with it. So for every five friends that you invite that stay on for thirty days, you earn an additional three dollars, and the person who you invite earn, earns a dollar. So there's the mutual benefit for both parties. Uh, which you know we've seen it. We've seen a pretty good uptake with that. Um, and then lastly, we have done a little bit with Facebook ads, uh, which we've which we which I've been uh, very very happy with, and uh, I'd say performing better than what my expectations were going into things. Yeah, I must admit I had a some success with Facebook advertising, uh, actually directing traffic through to a giveaway and uh, getting people to enter the giveaway and grab their emails and then uh, email marketing to them afterwards. And so. Uh, yeah, it's good that you you know you do see some uh, some benefit from Facebook, so that's that's really useful then. So bloggers share with friends component, which is incentivized installs in a way, and uh, Facebook, uh, and so that's the growing your uh, user base then. And uh, I just have to say it's just so uh, inspirational in a way to to get this business off the ground, and uh, with the fact that you've got ten thousand downloads, you're now. Uh, raising funds i think it gives us a lot of us hope and aspirations to do a lot and you don't need the million sort of download figures to to make it a success yes and no i mean for different businesses you do you may or may not i think it depends by industry um for us for the long term to be successful ultimately we are going to need to get up to the to the millions of downloads because that's when for advertisers being able to target uh you know based upon certain uh, specific demographic information. If we only have, you know, 15, 20, 30,000 users, uh, there's a limited amount of targeting that they would actually be able to do. So for us, for us, it's an important thing for us to be able to ramp up, you know, to our, our goal would be that in a year's time. So let's say next, uh, next summer to be around a million or so downloads. Well, we'd love to have you back in a, a year's time and see if you actually uh, manage to get there. And uh, now there's two two more things we do on the App Guide podcast before we say good, goodbye to you, Brian. One is that we'd love to uh, try to flesh out an idea for an app whilst you're on the, because uh, you are an intrepid entrepreneur and it's, it sounds like you've got a lot of ideas. It, do you have any ideas 
for an app that you're willing to share? If yes, we can go through that. If no, we've got another way of getting those ideas out of you. Ah, uh, good question. Um, huh? Not off the top of my head. I mean, there's I, I probably have a, have some fleeting ideas that go through, but you know, as an entrepreneur with the uh, this is my as, as as my baby and my focus right now. It's really <laughs> you know the, the, it, it, the, the time is not is not fluid enough to uh, to necessarily start start uh, messing around with some other other app ideas at this point. Well, again, we're learning that you know you, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, do get uh, attracted by that shiny ball syndrome, as you referred to it, and. Uh, you know, it's it's very easy to get to sidetracked. But uh, instead of doing that, then th- this is the way we do it. We ask you over the last um, month or two months or so, if you could think back to any particular frustrations in your uh, work and in the way you work and any online tools or anything you use that is uh, causing a particular pain point in your business or you know, for you working, and, and then maybe we could try and explore and flesh out an idea that could help some of those pain points that you're experiencing. Sure. Um, from a business standpoint, I think, um, you know, a, a, an alert system to that, that kind of alerts you the fact that, uh, you know, for, for us, it's very important to the ratings in the Play Store and comments and, um, you know, social media, man, social media, marketing and management and all that, you know, some sort of an alert system that doesn't alert you to every single thing because you don't necessarily want to know every single thing, but can alert you based upon keywords that you may want to identify um, that can be from from whatever the chatters in social media and the chatter is, uh, you know, in the Play Store ratings and and, uh, and things of that such can give you a, a customized uh, uh, alerts. I think that would be a very, very useful uh thing for me because you know it's hard to keep up with everything that is out there and you don't necessarily want everything or re- need have the time necessarily to read everything that's out there but there are certain keywords that i do want to be aware of and you know make sure that they don't slip through and especially from a customer service standpoint uh if it's something that is a problem i want to be able to be to, to attend to it so that's something that would be a, an interesting problem to solve yeah absolutely and an alert that goes straight through to your lock screen as a push notification obviously <laughs> very good and then we can license out your technology to there do you that go. <laughs> well that's a genius idea i do think there's there's some merit to that you know you're talking here to a bunch of app developers uh, this is the appster tribe so uh, i just want to uh, throw the gauntlet out there to challenge anybody to come up with that idea and maybe build upon it because i can imagine that we do get enormous amounts of notifications now and we're inundated with notifications so some way of filtering those so for example on twitter getting a filter that only uh, gives you notifications for certain influential uh, twitter users you know so, some uh, follow you know, people with a certain follow account or uh, uh, same for facebook and and others and there's, there's definitely an idea there so thanks very much for sharing that we um, no, my we'll pleasure. To, um I have to come back to you uh, with, as I say, a, a license agreement for your patent pending <laughs> technology. Uh, so the other thing we'd love to ask you is that, you, you know, as app people, then we love to know uh, new apps. And do you have any apps that you're currently using for your business or personal life that you could recommend to us? One or two apps that you think we may not have come across before? Um. I I, I I do have to admit that I, I, I'm probably a pretty boring phone user myself, <laughs> even though I am an app de- <laughs> in the app development world. 
Um, you know, th there's uh, th for me, I, I, I look at the apps that are out there a lot more as uh, I, I use a lot more of, of the utility type of apps, things that are on the go that just kind of let me, uh, you know, let me go out and um, and uh, I'm sorry, go out and kind of be productive. So everything from uh, go to my PC to uh you know GoDaddy I find their app is is very useful one actually and one app that I do use quite a bit to um to listen to audiobooks and also read ebooks is uh is is from a company called Overdrive uh so basically from there what I'm able to do is listen to e listen to audiobooks or read ebooks uh from my public library which is very very convenient so I, I can save a little bit of money in 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 going out and buying books um you know I, I'm here in New York City uh, have a New York City library card, and uh, you know, basically, I can search through their digital inventory and download and uh, read, you know, re read some of the bestsellers. So, in the, my free time, to the, what little free time it is, to be able to sit down with a good book is always fun. Uh, Brian, I know, you, you know, the final thing I'd love to do is that you're inspiring, as I say, a lot of uh, potential entrepreneurs, people who are currently working and doing a lot of um, stuff in the part-time side projects, ultimately with the aim of becoming a startup founder or working for a startup or becoming a full entrepreneur. Uh, what is your journey like uh, as an entrepreneur? Uh, perhaps you could talk us through like an average day, even though there's no probably average day for you, but just give us a sense of what it's like to be uh, an entrepreneur, a startup founder. Uh, it's like being a fireman. You never know. You never know when the when the fire bell is going to ring and when you're going to have to go running to 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 put out a fire. Um, it's you know it, it's and it's a twenty four seven job. It is um, you know it's it, there's all especially if you're in the business to consumer uh, world. If it's if it's a consumer facing app, uh, you, you you know the the, the your audience is 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 going to be harsh on you, but they're usually forgiving. Um, so it's a matter of you know be, being attentive to them. Uh, I, I'd say the, the, one of the first things I do when I wake up in the morning is go to the Google Play Store, uh, you know, my, my Play Store account, and kind of check what the, the the ratings are and if there's any major customer service problems. Uh, check about for because for us, obviously, paying users is an important component. Make sure that all the payment systems are up and running. Um, and then you know, and then going about the day and figuring out okay, what needs to be done today. Uh, the, that's obviously scheduled, but also what what can what can be done uh, that will move the business forward and move the needle forward. And you know, there's always stuff that uh, I, I call it the the fact that uh, it just because it's on your calendar for the day to as a to do doesn't mean it has to be done today. And and how important is the idea of a big payout at the end of the day? You know, I mean, we, just let me frame this question in a way that. I do speak to certain app developers who perhaps go into this game for the wrong reasons because they they read about the huge hits, the big successes that young kids are having building apps and and uh, attracting you know potential buyouts from Google and Yahoo and Microsoft etc. and and so they come into it just purely for money. And I just wondered, you know, is, is that the right reason to get into the app game, or is there something else? Uh, I don't think that's the right reason to get into the app game. I think you have to get into whether it's the app game or whether it's just any business. You have to do it because it's something that you believe in and something that you love because it, it, it's work. And to do something that you don't believe in and do something that you don't love, no matter what the payout is, it's not going to be, you know, not going to be enjoyable. Um, the other thing I would say is is the 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 cycle for it is much, much longer than I think what most people anticipate. 
from the time you, if, the average entrepreneur, well, let's say the average business fails within, uh, more than 50% of businesses fail within 18 months. And the average uh, entrepreneurial venture takes at least five, the, the, the CEO who's the founder is often there for five plus years. So, you know, it's not a matter of, oh, I got a great idea. Oh, I put an app out and then I'm going to be bought, you know, five months later. That, the, 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 those happen, you know, one out of every, one out of maybe, you know, a million, literally. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long, long, long road and you have to be ready for it yourself, both, you know, both financially, psychologically, and then as well as, you know, very, very important is, is, is you know, if you're in relationships uh, that your family's on board with it as well. Now, that's really good. And again, it kind of brings us around to the whole theme of this, which is focus on something that you know and you're good at, that you're you're a master of and uh, and passionate about, I guess, as well, because it gets you through those ups and downs as you are a firefighter going into a, to potentially um, uh, you know, fire, fight those fires. And um, yeah, what, what an authentic, genuine answer. Thank you so much for being, you know, again, genuine with us. So Brian, how best can we reach out and connect with you? Sure. The best way to reach out um, is you can go to screenpay.com for just general information about ScreenPay. Uh, and I'm very receptive always to email. If you want to uh, chat with me further, you can email me at B-N-A-S-H at screenpay.com yeah and i have to vouch for that because i did reach out to you um uh, over email and you got back and you book you're one of the quickest guests to book in there so thank you so much brian <laughs> uh, it's, again it's just so enjoyable talking to you and getting a sense of what the journey is like for you uh, we would love to have you back when you've got a million plus users this time next year or uh, however it's going you know i'm sure um uh, and i encourage everybody now to go and uh, check out the play store and go and check out the app and uh, and brian thanks for sharing your journey with us tonight My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast 